this edition of the Class Eclectic Connection, we speak with pianist Simona Dinnerstein about her latest album called A Character of Quiet, which was recorded in her apartment in Brooklyn during the lockdown period. Life has changed for many, with the coronavirus shifting the way we live and work, the arts community has grinded to a halt, but with that comes innovation and ways to connect with music fans and patrons from home using offerings like the internet, social media, and streaming options. But for some, it's a little more complicated, like pianist Simona Dinnerstein. Her career of recording and performing piano works had to pause, and the idea of recording in a concert hall was out of the question. But after some time, Simona returned to the idea of recording and now presents A Character of Quiet, a new album with music of Schubert and Glass. We now welcome our guest, Simona. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So in your notes for your latest release, A Character of Quiet, you said it was difficult to get to a creative place during much of the lockdown period. Can you tell us your thoughts on getting to that place where you wanted to create and be productive again? Yes, I think it was really due to my record producer, Adam Abe's house, who has become a good friend over the years. He's recorded all of my albums, and I was talking to him and describing how I was really having trouble focusing, and I couldn't play, uh, I couldn't practice, I just felt completely you know, frozen, and I never have felt like this before, and he said to me, you should record and I can come to your house and we can record on your beautiful piano and we'll make it work. And I think him sort of pushing me and urging me to do that uh, made me made me re- reconnect. It, it gave me um, a goal and uh, I was very worried about doing it and I I couldn't think of what to record for a bit. And um, when I decided on the repertoire that seemed right for this moment and then started working on it, I even then I, 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 I wanted to cancel like a week before I was, I was ready to cancel the recording. And he just said, you know, let me come. You're going to see that when I'm there, everything you've been feeling is going to come out in the music. And that is what happened, actually. Hmm. Yeah, and it sounds like having a friend that can help you make that work and maybe pull that voice out of you is really what maybe you needed at the time and maybe what a lot of us need too. And like the rest of us too, you've you had to take this unexpected time off from your normal routine, performing, recording in typical situations due to COVID-19. How has that affected you and your family? Uh, well, there are, there are very practical issues, which is, which are that I'm, I'm not performing. I mean, I, I, I had a full season and, um, you know, I stopped giving concerts in the middle of March. So, uh, you know, that's, that's a very big change, you know, suddenly you lose both your, your, your vocation and your livelihood. Um, so I've been teaching much more, which has been very interesting, actually. I'm on the faculty of Manus, and uh, I've had to teach now on Zoom, and I started doing it during the summertime, and uh, I've been finding that, that whole process actually really inspiring and interesting, and 
I've learned a lot about the music and and also about myself. I think that teaching teaches you a lot about what's important to you because you have to you have to you know articulate it. For my family, um, my my husband is an elementary school teacher at our local public school in Brooklyn, and so you know that has been a huge transition. He's just gone back to work, and we're just uh, getting ready for him to have children in his classroom. And uh, my son is in college, and he he was in college in London, and he came home in March. We brought him home. And he's just about to go back. So uh, that's going to be a big change for him to be there and, you know, for us not to really know when we're going to be able to visit him because of the whole quarantine situation. Right, right. Well, and I've found myself, too, at least having a little bit more solace, having uh, maybe some deeper connections with family that have really helped to get through these tough situations. I've been home with my son for quite a bit. And he is doing online learning now, and we've been utilizing all those kinds of uh, Zooms and Google Chats, things like that. So it's a much different situation, but it's also interesting to hear how that's affected you in your teaching of music as well. Going going to uh, the instrument, though, that you used at home, uh, maybe one that's been your kind of reliable piano in your own home for all these years. Um, this is the first time you've utilized your own piano in a recording, right? Actually, I met my piano when I used it for a recording. I, I met what I call my Steinosaurus um, in Berlin back in, I think it was 2010 or 11. I, I was there to record with the Staatskapelle Berlin, uh, my album Bach, A Strange Beauty. And this is the piano that I chose from the Steinway concert department to use for the recording and during the recording I completely fell in love with it and I asked if they were going to be retiring it soon and they were so I uh, you know refinanced my house and and bought the piano and <clears throat> it's really a bit of like a it's what you call a folly because it's it's a nine foot piano in in a rather small room and it traveled from Berlin to Brooklyn um, to be in my house but you know once it got into my house it took seven men to to lift it up the stairs and they got it into the room and they're like we're never taking this piano out again <laughs> and i thought <laughs> i felt really sad because i had this just incredible instrument i wanted to be able to record on it but i i knew i wouldn't ever be able to take it out of the house to bring it to a a concert hall to record on so I never thought I was going to be able to use it for another recording. I thought it was just going to be for my own personal benefit. And uh, it's so exciting that Adam, uh, my record producer, that he was able to figure out a way to capture a good sound in that room because it does mean that I will be able to record on it again in the room. Right, right. And that's that's a wonderful story because it's it sounds like maybe that piano had just been dying to be featured at some point on a recording. So <laughs> now the door is open for that, and you've got you know these uh, you've got Adam that can bring the gear over and you know make it happen. So that's that's wonderful to hear that the voice of that piano now can come out. Our guest is Simona Dinnerstein. We're talking about her latest album, A Character of Quiet, and uh, talking about the recording process. How how did that whole home recording setup go 
It sounds like Adam had to bring a lot of equipment to the home, and you were able to get this done in the course of, what was it, two evenings? Yes, it was all very, uh, I mean, you can imagine with all of the precautions and wearing masks and trying to be distanced, it was rather complicated. We don't have a huge house. Um, So Adam was downstairs in our sort of open living space with my husband and our dog, Daisy, and the piano technician. And uh, I was upstairs in my piano room and my son was in his bedroom. And, uh, you know, it's Brooklyn. So we had to do it in the middle of the night to try to avoid traffic sounds. You know, even though there was much less traffic in June in New York City, there still was traffic. And we were just getting out of a period of time when there were lots of helicopters and um, you know, all sorts of sounds that you could hear uh, having to do with <clears throat> the different protests going on. So mm-hmm. <clears throat> there were lots of challenges, but we, but he, somehow <clears throat> the only the only extra noise that that we couldn't get rid of that's on the recording is the sound of my my son's fork hitting his plate as he ate noodles in his room. (laughs) (laughs) Well, but that's a charming little detail that, you know, won't exist on any other recording. And it really, I think, uh, crystallizes a period of time where people were trying new things in classical music recording and recording the sound of the piano. And that's an, I think that sounds like a nice little keepsake for yourself and for your family to know that, yeah, the sound of that fork lives on in that album. Yeah, I mean, for me, this album is so special, Uh, you know, mostly because I was in a period before it where I felt just completely uncreative and and just frozen, dried out. And uh, when I listened to the album after we edited it, even in the, in the sessions, not, not in the recording sessions, but in the editing sessions, we listened to what I had done. And, and I, couldn't, I couldn't really believe that everything had come out like that in the recording. You know, everything that I've been feeling, that my playing seemed to have grown a lot during this time when I was just sort of lying dormant. Knowing that this happened uh, and that it was a period of time when I was sort of sequestered with my my family and I, I don't know, I think it's gonna always be, I'm sure one of the most special albums for me because of that. And. My, my son, who's 18, um, he, he actually took all of the photographs for the album. And that's also really special that, you know, I'll always remember him standing on a ladder outside my window, um, taking, <laughs> taking a photo of me through the window. And um, yeah, so it's a, it's a very special album for yeah. me. And that is a striking photo because you're you're a little obscured on the uh, the cover, but you can definitely tell that you are indoors and you are in this in this space uh, physically and mentally too. And having the output of the piano and having the ability to uh, you know put that uh, commit that to an album uh, is wonderful. And it's great that you can everyone can kind of visualize that as they listen along. 
with the album there too. Uh, just wanted to at least briefly touch on uh, the selections that you chose. Um, you said that the composers featured on this recording are very different. You've got Franz Schubert and Philip Glass, but they also share some similarities. How did you arrive at selecting the uh, the Glass Etudes and the Schubert Sonata? Uh, I've been touring a program for several years where I juxtaposed their music. It had been about a year since I'd played that particular recital program, but it was one of my favorite recital programs. And I think that they share both uh, an emotional space. Uh, both of their music is extremely um, lyrical and um, sensitive and tender, uh, but also um, slightly emotionally removed. There's something that's both passionate and icy at the same time in their music. And then the way that they achieve that is through these very subtly changing harmonic chord progressions where um, there's a lot of use of repetition of harmonic and, and rhythmic patterns and you know subtle changes that take place usually over long stretches of time. Uh, so I think that they share quite a bit with each other. And that lends itself well to the periods of lockdown and isolation, where you know, as you say, repetitive uh, patterns and uh, you know, going from the Sturm und Drang to you know the, all those different emotions that get swept along. That that's what a lot of us went through right now and are still going through as well when we're feeling isolated, we're feeling maybe stuck physically, stuck mentally, uh, stuck in a pattern of, you know, something senseless happening outside in the world. And, you know, this music can definitely speak to our current time that way as well. And um, with this also, the feeling of the arts community feeling stuck too and having to innovate and uh, find new ways to either get there product out there you know not to say that everything has to be a product but you know in a sense that's kind of what it becomes and with that what do you see happening with either the recording process for albums or with live performances just the way that the arts community gets their gets themselves out there what do you have any plans or ideas moving forward uh i think that we are going to have to be much uh better about having high-end recording available to us as artists. Uh, the, the, the problem with this period of time has been the preponderance of low-quality recordings just done on an, on an iPhone. Uh, and I think that having Adam come with all of his equipment and being the expert engineer and producer that he is um, that's that's what enabled this recording to happen in this way, which it, it really shows how I was playing. You can hear the sounds that I made because of what he did. Um, so I, I think that that's going to be the key, is how are musicians going to have access to people like Adam without breaking the bank, you know, um, and I don't know how that's going to happen, but that, I think that's going to be, um, that's going to be the challenge. And I think that in that respect, you've, you've got a little bit of a template here with what you've been able to accomplish with this album. And of course, not everyone has an Adam or, uh, you know, has that access, but at the same time, uh, hearing that it's possible sometimes is enough 
for people that are either aspiring to do more recording or that are struggling uh, to make their artistic voice heard right now. So at least this is the first step, perhaps, for some folks out there that are, are trying to accomplish that. Our guest is Simona Dinnerstein. Her newest album, A Character of Quiet, is available now from Orange Mountain Music. Is there anything you'd like to uh, leave our conversation with today? Uh, I guess I would just like to say that I, I am so happy to be talking about, you know, something positive about music coming into the world, bringing, bringing an album with, with this amazing music by Schubert and Glass. And it's a nice change from thinking about everything that's wrong. So <laughs> uh, I, I'm, it's nice to have this conversation with you about it. Well, and it's been wonderful on this end as well. Uh, thank you for being with us and best to you and your family. You too. Thank you. The Class Eclectic Connection is a production of Public Radio 90 WNMU-FM Marquette, a service of Northern Michigan University. You can listen online at WNMUFM.org or subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host and producer, Kurt Hosworth. Thanks for listening.